0: This podcast is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network or find us on socials. Seize Your Adventure is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. You're listening to Seize Your Adventure, the podcast that shares stories of adventure and outdoor living with epilepsy.
1: We're gonna get started and I just want to say a couple things. I'm Kyle from Outdoor Mindset. Really more than anything, we believe being outdoors and being with a tight community has an amazing impact on quality of life for everyone in the world, uh, specifically for people affected by neurological challenges and We just experience it. We experience the fun that that we have when we get outside together. We focus on quality of life and maintaining that way of life that we love um, in the face of a a crazy challenge that we all experience. So thank you. Hope to see you guys more and more.
0: Hello, everyone. Fran Tarowskis here again in 2010. 13 individuals got together in a hut in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. The group shared a passion for the outdoors, an unyielding enthusiasm for life, and they also shared a link to different neurological challenges, brain aneurysms, epilepsy, stroke. These hardships could easily have led to a more subdued mindset, the 13 people could have opted for a quieter, indoor life. But instead, they were inspired by one of the friends whose diagnosis of a brain tumour encouraged him to use the outdoors as a way to cope, and a way to connect with others. That friend was Kyle Martin, the voice you heard at the start of this episode. And this meeting of 13 people was the start of the organisation outdoor mindset. Fast forward seven years to 2017, and I was scraping through the hundreds of adventure communities on the internet, searching for other people with epilepsy to talk to about starting my website. And out of all of the websites, all of the podcasts, all of the blogs about the great outdoors, outdoor mindset stood out as a kindred organisation Throughout this episode you'll be hearing from different people with different connections to neurological challenge and you'll also get to hear a bit more about what happened when I was flown to Colorado for the Outdoor Mindset Summer Summit back in August. I wanted to start off by letting you hear the origins of the organisation from the head honchos themselves Kyle Martin was the founder, and Jake Quigley, the executive director, who you might recognise from episodes 8 and 9 of the podcast earlier this year. Now, I interviewed Kyle and Jake separately, but you can tell that this is a story they have been asked about a lot over the years, because their answers blended into each other so perfectly. And you will also hear a contribution from Kyle's dog, Cutty, so I hope you're not too startled by the bark when it happens.
2: Outdoor Mindset started back in 2010 and since that time it has grown into a a large community an outdoor focused community for people affected by neurological challenges back when we came up with the idea it was started by Kyle Martin who is our current board president and founder who was diagnosed with a brain tumor in
1: 2009 you know I I can I can target a couple of really specific scenarios and experiences that I had that brought it to mind for me Um, and one of those specifically is you know when I had first learned that we had talked a little bit earlier before dinner about being diagnosed with this massive name of like a brain tumor and words like epilepsy and multiple sclerosis and you know things like that are are getting tossed out left and right Um, for me, I went right to quality of life, and I didn't necessarily go to span of life. And he was given
2: all the resources that the physicians and neurologists could give him as to help him deal with this new diagnosis of a an inoperable brain tumor that thankfully was benign and not malignant, but he went down this path of researching some of these support resources and none of them really resonated with him.
1: You know, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and it was probably two or 3 AM and it just really did kind of come to me that that was such a massive revelation that quality of life was so impactful for me, for me and, I found so much quality of life in being outdoors and adventuring through mountain biking or snowboarding or whatever that might be and being with people and sharing those experiences. And it came at a time that I was also visiting a lot of doctors.
2: And we also at that time realized that we were seeing the same doctors.
1: And so with this revelation of like quality of life was huge for me and that came in parallel with realizing that there were so many people in this world that were in the same situation as I was in at that moment. And they were getting faced with this massive diagnosis and had no idea it was out there. And so for me, I was just curious. I was curious, like, what kind of impact could be made if we really focused on the concept of, you know, using nature in the outdoors and using community and connections with people to focus on quality of life for all of us that are affected by neurological challenges. And so that was a really big moment for me. Um, You've talked to Jake. I was awake that whole night, and at 8 a.m. I called Jake, and I said, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And during a cup of coffee
2: where he was explaining his story, I was taking it all in.
1: Then it just turned into a group of folks with all of our individual stories coming together to create something that... um, hopefully has had some positive impact on people and that people can really sit well with and that resonates with people. So. So it
2: was a very interesting turn of events that occurred within a very short conversation that this all began. And several of Kyle's other friends who had connections to different neurological challenges rallied around him as well. And that was where the mission was formed. That's where the organization was formed.
1: That's the kind of the genesis of it. But you know, the story is bigger than mine. Um, the story is a lot of people um, that are connected with OM right now, or are going to be connected in the future, hopefully. So, <laughs> what do you think, Cuddy? <laughs> what, what do you think? What was that? I don't know. We got started
0: by something. Oh, was it a
1: moose?
0: Is it a okay? moose? latest report from the World Health Organization shows that up to 1 billion people worldwide are affected by neurological disorders. This means that around 1 in 6 people will have a condition such as epilepsy, stroke, Parkinson's, MS, migraines, brain injuries and many more. Outdoor mindset welcomes anyone that has been affected by a neurological challenge. There are common difficulties and barriers to enjoying the outdoors with all neurological conditions and members can talk about these difficulties and help one another to overcome them. One of the main ways they can do this is through the regional meetup groups which are run by ambassadors.
3: I organize, schedule, and of course, my favorite part, participate in activities with other
0: Outdoor Mindset members. This is Jeannie Schroker, who is the Outdoor Mindset Ambassador for the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Uh, Sometimes these activities are as simple as just an easy
3: hike, which occasionally is as simple as a walk through a park. This past summer, we participated in a 5k colour run through the
0: city of Grand Rapids. Whilst these activities may be simple, the benefits could be huge. There are studies that show exercise can slow the progression of diseases like Parkinson's, and exercise in the outdoors is particularly good for us. The increase in vitamin D we get from simply being outside can help with MS symptoms, for instance. But motivating ourselves to get outside can be tricky, which is where meet-up groups come in handy. I had on my own, I'd already
3: experienced enormous benefits being immersed in nature, and I wanted to connect with other people that had the same desire to be active
0: outdoors. The fact that everyone knows that the other members have neurological conditions removes the worry and admin usually involved in explaining your condition to new people all the time. I was actually diagnosed with a neurological disorder at least seven
3: years before I even discovered outdoor mindset, but I had been looking for some type of group or an agency that recognized and focused on the value of nature and getting outdoors while also understanding the challenges that come with doing that while living with a neurological disorder.
0: Having people around who get it can be very important. From memory problems to speech difficulty, poor balance and loss of motor functions, these symptoms of neurological disorders can be difficult to explain or even convey to people without the condition. In fact, Neurology is so complicated, even doctors admit they don't really know what's happening most of the time. Brain research has historically been based on when things are obviously wrong, such as when there is a traumatic injury. And it is the case that many people, including some people in outdoor mindset, actually have a neurological condition caused by participating in the action sports that they love. Brain injuries
4: were very common. Some people would pass away from them.
0: This is Kaylin Lepra. As Kyle's significant other, she is an integral part of the outdoor mindset community. But Kaylin also has her own experience of a neurological problem. For 10 years, she was actually a competitive snowboarder. And during that time, she took some nasty falls.
4: Yeah, I had three concussions the first one i was coming um out of a transition into the air and then down and there was a chunk of the half pipe wall that was missing the nose of my board went into that hole which flung me face down into the bottom of the half pipe so it um kind of like catapulted me down and i blacked out there and then um the events following that were just strange behavior. Like I slide slipped my way down to the bottom of the half pipe and then unstrapped, but I don't have any like recollection of that part. And I apparently walked down. I went inside of my locker, like (laughs) climbed inside of my locker and yeah, I just had weird behavior and then started to, um, be really affected by the light. So Mm -hmm. I like
0: crawled under a table and then, kept vomiting. It is a slightly funny vision, trying to climb into a locker and hide under a table. But you can recognize these as symptoms of a brain that is failing to work properly. And it's not surprising to hear that there can be lasting problems with this kind of injury. That was the first
4: and then had a couple more after that similar kind of behavior and weird things, but knew what to do by that mm. point um but didn't really understand like the side effects of that you know I just thought your brain kind of got, got a, a jump and then you healed I didn't really understand the long-term effects of it until probably like four years ago when there was more research
0: coming out this is, unfortunately, something we hear a lot when talking about neurological conditions. Just like with epilepsy, traumatic brain injury in sports, TBI, has faced challenges with research, but also the stigma of talking about it. Despite the fact that brain injuries have always been a risk with action sports, it is only due to relatively recent high-profile cases that, that the long-term effects are being acknowledged in 2010 a snowboarder called kevin pierce suffered a nearly fatal brain injury whilst training for the winter olympics his story was documented and transformed into a film called the crash reel which brought light to the experience of tbi this was one of the key stories that has led to more research and more conversation around the subject I think having the knowledge of how
4: those, you know, kind of traumatic moments can affect me long term helped me understand a lot of, like, my own behavior, mm-hmm. walking through depression and not really understanding why. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really grateful that it's becoming more well-known and that athletes are considering their brain health. Mm. Um, with more of a serious matter Mm. and, um, learning to protect themselves better and, um, yeah, just taking it more seriously because it is a big deal and I'm just happy people are talking about it. Um, yeah, I got a lot of help from the people who, who have come out in these past few years and talked about their experience for sure. Mm. And it's helped make sense yeah. <laughs> of the past ten years that I've experienced symptoms of that. So yeah,
0: you still do snowboarding for fun, don't you?
4: I'm so grateful that I can yeah i love I love snowboarding. I've had a love hate relationship with it <laughs> a little bit um, because you can really give it your all but I'm really grateful for all the things that I've put my body through that I still can, and I still love it. And I'm just grateful that I can get into the backcountry every once in a while.
0: It's this draw back to action sports and being in nature that is at the heart of Outdoor Mindset. For many members, the organisation resonates and offers a reassurance that it is not somehow reckless to follow this mindset with neurological challenges, but rather it can be therapeutic to us. And there is also growing research to support this. One study has shown that spending 90 minutes of your day outside in a wooded area decreases the activity in that part of your brain typically associated with depression. Other studies have shown that taking small adventures like a new walk into work, helps keep brain cells active. In fact, doctors in Scotland have even begun to prescribe nature as medication in some circumstances. Basically, humans like adventure and being outside. I think it is really about
5: uh, utilising the outdoors and, and what it gives us.
0: So this is a different genie, Jake's wife, in fact, who you might remember played a part in Jake's story back in episode eight. And you also might remember is a doctor.
5: You know, research shows that it contributes to emotional and mental health. uh, And I fully uh, subscribe to that. Um, And so I think it's one of just, you know, like getting outdoors um you know, bathing in the forest what whatever um you know gets you out there uh whether it's adventure or it's just you know listening to music in a park um I think to me that that is the the outdoor
0: mindset This is true not just for those of us with neurological conditions. One of the best things about Outdoor Mindset is that it is a space not just for the people with the condition, but also the friends and family who support those with the condition as well. Jeannie told me how being part of the community has helped her as a supporter. For me to see actually Jake connect with other
5: people uh, with similar diagnoses, similar challenges, that was something that I like, Can't give him. Um, So, for Outdoor Mindset to provide that for him, um, that makes me happy too. (laughs) And then I think for me as a supporter, uh, it's it is nice to connect with other people who are in, you know, your similar shoes. It's fun to see uh, people and their partners come together to activities and for um, me to connect with other people as well. Um, you know, whether it's over uh, challenges with memory or, <laughs> um, you know, medication changes or, you know, events Um, any of those things it's nice to have some sort of commonality and then obviously do it in a fun environment like you know getting outdoors and hiking
0: and climbing and and doing whatever you know floats your boat. And this community is continued between meetups and across the world via the Facebook group and social media. Here's Jeannie Schroker again. Something that I think is important and sh- just really shouldn't be overlooked is the
3: online community that exists with an outdoor mindset. It's great to connect with other people who have the same goals pertaining to being physically active, uh, particularly outdoors, um, and connecting with nature, even in a, a very peaceful, calm way, while understanding that there may be accommodations, you know, necessary to acquire those benefits based on the individual's health and their specific neurological disorder. But this, that, is where we really do see the strength of our members. And we can draw upon the strength for ourselves, and we can also be examples for others. Hello there. My name is Kathy Kamleitner and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Wild for Scotland. If you enjoy traveling, spending time outside, learning about nature or simply relaxing to a good story, check out Wild for Scotland and join me for inspiring journeys from the cobbled streets of Edinburgh to the sandy beaches of the Western Isles. We go on scenic road trips up and down the country, hop from island to island, immerse ourselves in Scottish history, culture and landscapes and meet passionate locals who love sharing their own little corners of Scotland. Think of it like story time for adults that inspires you to head out and learn about the world around you. So join me on the Wild for Scotland podcast. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The online community shares stories every week about their weekly adventures, from listening to music in the park to hiking the Himalayas. And some of these stories come about from the opportunities provided by Outdoor Mindset, particularly through the Adventure Scholarship Program. Scholarships allow members to come together in a group and decide upon something they would all like to do together. And Outdoor Mindset supports them financially. This program is to encourage and support their members through opportunities that they may not be able to achieve by themselves, with a specific focus on the idea of sharing the stories afterwards. And it was through one of these scholarships that I was offered the money to fly to Colorado for the Summer Summit. I was able to meet the community, the people that I have spoken to online and have them show me how they live the outdoor mindset. The evening I flew into Denver, the sky was filled with lightning, and I made my way across the city to the suburbs where I was staying. I drank several bottles of water to combat the dehydration caused by being at such a high altitude, and I collapsed into my bed, seven hours behind UK time. I spent a couple of days exploring the city of Denver. I met up with an outdoor mindset ambassador, Lisa, and after getting used to being a mile above sea level, I made my way by bus further up into the mountains themselves, to meet up with Kyle, Kaylin, Jake and Jeannie. When I arrived at Kyle and Kaylin's Mountain Lodge, there was a packet of crisps on the table. They were bloated up like a balloon about to burst, and I marvelled at the fact that this was essentially what was happening to my body. Being at higher altitudes, affects the brain and body of people who live at sea level. We know that some people are prone to altitude sickness and I had no way of knowing if that would be me and because I have no specific triggers for my seizures I had no way of knowing the effects of high altitude on my epilepsy or if there would be any. It is something that has not been researched or talked about at all. So it was reassuring for me to have people around who understood both the altitude and the epilepsy. Jake and Kyle gave me some specific advice to lower the risks of me getting altitude sickness. Jeanie emphasised the need to drink a lot of water, and Kaylin encouraged me to keep my electrolytes topped up. And in the days leading up to the summer summit... I was able to spend the time between 3,000 and 4,000 metres in the Rocky Mountains, which is considered very high altitude. Jeannie and Carl took me on a bike ride in the mountains. I saw an eagle whilst we all kayaked on the reservoir in Dillon. And I walked at a higher elevation than I ever have before. Hiking at high altitude was a challenge I was slightly concerned I wouldn't manage this year. But thanks to the Adventure Scholarship from Outdoor Mindset, I not only managed it, but I did it at the Summer Summit, surrounded by people with other neurological challenges who understood. so um, yeah, Actually, okay.
4: what I started experimenting with was... Um,
0: was powder uh, foundation? Yeah. uh... Yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. Like. I don't know. Maybe double by the bed. a
0: Cowboy hat. Then your ears don't just hurt. and When your cotton is on
1: a on a hike and starts hailing, the, the, the hail doesn't sting your ears when it hits.
0: Far below, through the clear mountain air. There was a great view of the town of Dillon. <laughs> we were not far into the mountains. The walk was not long, but it was massive to me. Within seconds of being to the car, probably. Yeah. two miles. It's an adventure.
3: Always
0: an adventure. If you are affected by any kind of neurological challenge, you can become a member of Outdoor Mindset. It's free. And if you head to the website outdoormindset.org or search for them on Facebook or Instagram, you can just sign up. As a registered nonprofit, you can also donate to Outdoor Mindset or raise money for them through Facebook. And if you are in the US, you can do all of your shopping via Amazon Smile and set up Outdoor Mindset as your charity. In that way, they will get a portion of the money you spend at no extra cost to you. The information about that is all in the show notes for you. Whilst we are talking about money, I would like to just remind you that there are a couple of ways you can show your support for Seizure Adventure. So I do, of course, have some merchandise on the website. If you haven't got the Seizure Adventure enamel mug yet, do go ahead and get one of those soon. I am running low on them and they would make the perfect Christmas present for the adventurer in your life. I have a lot more of the journals left, so if you are wanting to write your own adventure stories, do go and grab one of those ones. They are perfect for taking in a backpack when you're going somewhere. Music for today's episode came from Joshua Empire on freesound.org and Kevin Rowe on SoundCloud. As always, this episode is going to close with one of the guests. After the Summer Summit, I was excited to know more about the future of Outdoor Mindset. So I asked Jake and you get to hear how much of a pro Jake is because he nails it in one. So I'll leave you with that one. And until next time, safe adventures, everyone. Now that you have done your successful Summer Summit, what is going to be next for Outdoor Mindset?
2: What's next for Outdoor Mindset is a continuation of that connectivity. We saw a lot, I think you saw a lot of connections that were made throughout your time here, and whether it was the conversations that were had or the fun that people were having doing different activities together, it's that organic growth. We've always been a small, organic, growing organization, and it's based on those times when people get to be with each other and share things, and you saw the positive energy that results from that. And that is something, to me, that is the most special thing. So we're going to continue pushing our meetup programs and trying to get members in areas, give them the opportunity to experience that once, and wherever that's happened, in any areas we've had established meetups, is that's the hook. That's what people really get value from and how that makes that impact on their quality of life and their and their outlook a little bit more positive perfect done (laughs) i'm done
0: this podcast is part of the tremula network adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track to find out more head to tremula.network